Dan. So today we're going to be discussing the pilot episode. Called The Pilot. The Pilot. <laughs> Rory is accepted into the elite Chilton Prep School. Bad news for Lorelai. She must make amends with her parents to borrow the money for Rory's tuition. The money is available with strings attached. Top episode cast includes Lauren Graham as Lorelai Gilmore, Alexis Blydell as Rory Gilmore, Melissa McCarthy as Sookie St. James, Keiko Adjina, I hope I'm not pronouncing her name wrong, as Lane Kim, Yannick Truesdale as Michelle, Scott Patterson as Luke, Kelly Bishop as Emily Gilmore, Edward Herman as Richard Gilmore, Liz Torres as Miss Patty, Jared Padalecki as Dean, my cat Milo, <laughs> meowing right there. Alexis Borstein as Drella, and Emily Kuroda as Mrs. Kim. So, your thoughts on the pilot episode of The Gilmore Girls? Well, I usually when I watch it, I'm the first time I watched it, obviously, I watched it, watched it, but usually when I watch it, I'm doing something else, like I'll be cleaning or my eyes will not be on the screen. So it was interesting to watch it again to see how much things have changed. Um, like Luke's, for example. Okay. Um, you'll see in later episodes, but it's just like it's just like a minor thing, but just the camera angles of Luke's, the setup of Luke's, it just had like a different uh, feel and like a vibe to it. So that was kind of interesting to see um, that perspective. And also, like I said, like the angles were just very different. Okay. Um, I thought sound editing was a little weird. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so the, the song... Um, that the episode started off with, uh, yeah. There She Goes, which I thought was great for Lorelai. Oh, yeah. When they brought it back in towards the end of that very first scene, it was right before the opening credits. It felt very weird and awkward that way. Oh. Just, it was just a little bit of, there she goes, and then it would end. Oh, okay. And a lot of their fade-ins and fade-outs were slightly off, almost like they had never made a TV show before. Oh, my God. <laughs> It kind of seemed to me, I don't know if this is just, um, I don't know if this has anything to do with anything, but it almost seemed like in the middle of the episode, it stopped being the pilot episode. Um, in the beginning, it seemed Rory was acting her her age in real life, so not like a little 16-year-old. Um, I forget how old she was when she started filming it, but... Um, I can tell you that in a minute. Okay, but basically, it seemed that she was more... You know, like an adult and a, and you know, Rory is pretty mature, but um, she would have been about nineteen. Nineteen, when okay. Did, when they did the pilot, it was in two thousand. Okay, so not like a huge difference or anything, but um, it almost seemed in the beginning of the episode she was more adult like, and then mm -hmm. um, I think it was the episode where she bumps into Dean in the school hallway. She gets that, and you'll see this in the next few episodes, more of that little girl. I'm, like, 16 years old. I'm a little naive. Um, I have to say, I mm -hmm. loved her attempt at small talk with Dean. <laughs> walking. Oh, they do you like cake? They make great cakes. It's really round. <laughs> and then you can just see her yelling at herself in her, in her own head. <laughs> It's funny because it was awkward, but it was still like self-assured for awkward small talk. 
He's like, I'm going to keep going. Yeah. She's like, I'm going to bring up cakes. I'm going to talk about how round they are. And then she doubled down on it. Yep. You've got to get a round cake. <laughs> so is Rory a sophomore or a junior? Uh, right now she's a junior. Okay. And so it's the very beginning of her junior yes. year. Yes. Yeah, because they said it was September. Yeah. So basically she'll do two years at Chilton that you will see. Okay. So, yeah. so she goes off to college in season three? I think so. Oh, wow. I, then, um, let me say yes and no. I forget exactly. I, okay. I forget if the seasons follow that like linear path of that summer break. Is summer break is their summer break. I kind of forget that because I'm also watching ahead at this point, and right now I'm thinking I'm on season three, and she's not in college yet. Okay, I know she just started her. Senior year and yeah, so not. So she might be a sophomore then. Hmm. Maybe. Yeah, I turned sixteen my sophomore year of high school. Oh, okay. So, depending, and if for the sake of argument, if they are following um, Alexis Blydell's actual birthday, Mm -hmm. her birthday is September sixteenth. So she could have just turned sixteen. Hit the cutoff. Yeah. So, there you go. So, I, I wrote down some notes here. Okay. Um, I, sorry, I just hit the mic stand. <laughs> uh, Lorelai's parents seemed particularly cold when she met up with them, I thought. Specifically her father. And then it came back to that in the... Din- and my, my, my thoughts here are going to go all over. We don't necessarily have to go linearly here. Right. Her father, Richard, at the dinner was particularly catty. He was, he was terrible. Well, I mean, and, and that's, you know, it's, we can probably all hold a mirror up to our own lives and how families act when you don't see them for a long time. What happens is you might not see family for one reason or another. Then you go to visit them and all they can talk about is how much you don't visit. And it's just that never ending cycle of, well, that's why I don't visit. But you know, if we were to see it from their side, what is one of the first things they say to her? Each of them even says it independent of the other. Oh, is it Easter already? Is it Easter already? Is it Thanksgiving already? Is it Christmas already? So it's... There's no holidays in September. (laughs) (laughs) So it's that whole thing of, of course, there's going to be some awkwardness there. There's definitely a lot of unresolved issues, which is the, the whole gist of the show. And carries into the yeah so year in the life. they're insinuating they probably haven't seen each other since april so april to september so i agree and you'll you'll see it's it's very difficult to for me personally it was very difficult to like richard for a while okay with um lorelei you'll see a few seasons or i'm sorry a few episodes later um where he does make a movement to defend her and you do think that that's like the break in their relationship you know them coming together a little bit and then you find that it's not so it's you want you want to almost see from him like that warmness I think and that fatherly attitude and that does show up later but it takes a little bit so you think he was particularly hurt not just Emily That's a good question. I wonder if it's about being her or if it's just 
that kind of the patriarch of the family. You think he's just being standoffish? Just, yeah. It feels it feels yeah. to me I, I, I keep coming back to Caddy. And you're not gonna be that catty with somebody unless you feel aggrieved by them. That's true. And and you know, you see later on his it seemed like it was more of like he was upset because it it was symbolic, like it she she dishonored the family. Um, by doing what she did. But yeah, I see that because he he can still develop that warm relationship with Rory. Yeah. Even though, so yeah, no, that that's a really good point, actually. Maybe he's more hurt by it than you would think it. Emily was, because obviously I mean, Emily's very hurt by it, but... And she tried in the, in the fight at dinner mm-hmm. to make amends at first, or at least she put forth a surface effort. Lorelai, I think you're overreacting. Don't be dramatic. Don't let your father get to you. She started off with a little bit of a peace offering. Maybe not a peace mm-hmm. offering, but she went into the kitchen to get Lorelai. It wasn't just let her stew, let her sit. It was come back to the table. Yeah. And it, I think it would, and I think that line was very deliberately chosen as literally come back to the table, but also figuratively come back and yeah. join us. The, the Let's call it the negotiations of how we're involved with your life. And I thought her terms were beautifully simple. I wrote down the line. Mm-hmm. Since we're now financially involved in your life, I want to be actively involved in your life. And the terms of Friday night dinners mm-hmm. and a call once a week to mm-hmm. let them know how Rory's doing in school mm-hmm. and how Lorelai is doing in her life. I thought that was sweet. And the first time I had watched the show, and I, I, it was intermittent, I didn't really like Emily Gilmore. I was entirely yeah. on Lorelai's side. Oh yeah. And now I'm, and I was at the time I was closer to Laura. I, mean, I was closer to Rory's age right. than to Lorelai's. I'm around Lorelai's age now, mm-hmm. especially in the later seasons, and I'm more on Emily's side. I mean, I see Lorelai's right. side, but I'm. I'm more on Emily's in the, at, at this moment of the pilot episode. Well, yeah, and right in the pilot episode, she um, Lorelai makes a statement of how they were trying to parent her when she got pregnant, and Emily reminds her, "You were a child." And Lorelai says, "Well, I I wasn't, or I became an adult the moment that strip turned pink." But when you think of it, yeah, you know that that does knock someone into adulthood. However. She is a 16-year-old making these decisions. And, and she could have depended on her mom and dad. Right. They she wanted could her. Have. They wanted yeah. her to. Yeah, they wanted to, you know, help her in the best way that they knew possible. And sometimes it does feel like that, like this whole thing was based on a 16-year-old's decision. Like she, she makes, and they make a point in the first episode that she went off. She made a life for herself without any help, and she's very proud of that. But at the same point, that was a 16-year-old's decision to do that. Yeah. So operating from that mindset. And it's a lesser extent, but they made several callbacks to it Mm -hmm. throughout the episode. Her fight with Rory, she said, this is about a guy. Um, this, This sounds like me. And she talked about, as she put it, getting knocked up at 16. Rory's 16. 
But she also had the beautiful line, does he have a motorcycle? Because if you're going to throw your life away, he better have a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> and there's a question. This will come up. Does Dean have a motorcycle or not? Because he tells Lorelai he does not. But he kind of slips in other ways that he does. So that's a little side note for that. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. So, um, but no, it's, 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 and. Yeah, I mean, but it does come down to parenting. Do you, when do you, when are you the adult? When and strike uh-huh. off on your own, and when do you listen to your parents? But when do you just also accept your parents' help? Well, right. Well, even parallel to that, Lorelai says uh, something. We've always been a democracy, and I have to pull the parent card now. You're going to go to Chilton, so it's just the ironic thing to me, and and this will draw through the whole series is one of the main points is that Lorelai wanted to get away from that lifestyle, get away from that lifestyle, get away from that lifestyle, yet she's pushing Rory into that lifestyle, even though she doesn't really see it that way or say it that way. She is pushing her in, yet it's different because they work from the ground up and, you know, Rory's going to Chilton, not because she's a Gilmore, but because of her grades. But in a way, it's still the same thing. She's pushing her to go to a private school. She's pushing her to go to Harvard. And when Rory seems indifferent in the first episode to, I'm maybe I'm not going to do that. Maybe I'm not going to go to Harvard. You see Lorelai freak out. And you could imagine how Emily might have felt when Lorelai said the same thing. That she wasn't going to go to Harvard right. or, or Yale. Yeah, that she wasn't going to go forward and and you see her pull like she said she's pulling the mom card so she's doing the same thing to Rory that she accuses Emily of doing and you know Rory ends up listening and that's what Rory ends up wanting and obviously it's a lot more harmonious than uh Lorelai's and Emily's relationship but still in the end what if Rory had said no I want to stay in private school and I'm going to go off and become you know a a writer without going to school you know become a journalist that way what would Lorelai have done would she have sat back and let it happen or would would the dreams of Harvard for Lorelai just now does Lorelai want Harvard for Rory because it's not you? Yeah, and you'll and see. Yeah, that's kind went. of that's actually where I am right now. In the later uh, episodes, um, it is it is Harvard because it's not Yale. Okay, and because Harvard is the yeah. biggest competitor. Right. Oh, right. your alarm went off. <laughs> <laughs> Oopsie, nine o'clock. Um, Harvard is the biggest <laughs> opponent of Yale. Right. You don't need to be afraid to figure out some of these, but yeah. (laughs) Would Lorelai have been happy with Princeton? Let's ask that one. Right, right. No, I think Lorelai later on makes like a a comment that she was supposed to go to Vassar or or something like that. Um, Hmm. That might have been her, the college she was supposed to be shipped off to. Oh, Laura, that Laura yeah, Lorelai was supposed, was supposed to? Okay. to go to Vassar if, if you know, if the plans had turned out as they were supposed okay. to. So, um, but yeah, it was, that comes up later that Yale is the college of okay. Richards. So. I, I liked uh, a bunch of the random callbacks that they did inside of the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, after Lorelai and Rory's fight, that they were both listening to the same Macy Gray song, which I thought was a very good callback to the first scene. Yes, like, Do you yeah. have a Macy Gray CD? Um, and just random lines throughout. Uh, another favorite one, uh, 
an Emily line. It's not every day my daughter's here when the banks are open. <laughs> oh, you even, you even said to me that you're like, that means two things. <laughs> it does, though, because they're only there on holidays. Mm-hmm. Banks aren't open. But in this particular case... Lorelai needs them to be the bank. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of funny because I, it almost, I don't, I, I want to see what you think, but it almost insinuates that this isn't the first time Lorelai has gone to them for money. No. But again, like I said, I feel like I cannot do this without spoilers. You'll see later that she digs in her nails to not go to them for money again. Yeah. So I'm a little confused on that. Is it just that? The way they were asking, uh, you need mm-hmm. money. You, and she's like, yeah. So they acted completely not surprised, but she says, I never, in the same scene, mm-hmm. I never ask you for anything. And and Emily agreed with her. Right. So it's, I guess maybe in their minds, it's literally the only way she would ever show up on not a holiday is if she needed something and the only thing that they could provide to her would be money. And I, yeah. even though this is the first time in 16 right. years... More, depending on how early it was when uh, she moved out. Um, it would... Yeah. It, I mean, if, the, if this is the first time that, um, that it happened, for, mm-hmm. even if even with that, it could just be... It's just going to be a matter of time until she comes back begging us for money. Right. Although... But yeah, I just... It, I, yeah, I'm having a little lo- trouble with that, though, yeah. because she wouldn't... But she even made a point to say, it's not for me. It's yeah. for Rory. So I Maybe just, she asked for money to get an apartment no. when she first moved out? No. No? That's just it. No, it's... They never... There's never any indication that she's ever asked for money before. So that's why I feel like it's... They, they honestly just think that the only way she would ever walk foot in that door if it wasn't a holiday would be for needing something and they could only provide that one thing and that's money okay because it's not going to be for emotional support it's not going to be you know for anything like that to invite them to an event you know it's never going to be for that so um yeah i think that's why because i honestly there's i don't think there's ever any indication that she ever went to them for money before at this point so Okay. Yeah. But see how ready they were. It, there was not even a question. It was just, they didn't even ask how much. It wasn't how much do you need. It wasn't anything like that. It was just, I'll get the checkbook. Richard was just ready to hand it over. And that's why Emily had to quickly think of, you know, I can get something out of this. Like, she just wants that connection with Lorelai and Rory so much that... She saw that as her opportunity, and she never got that opportunity before. So, and she made a specific point of that. She said, yeah. "You took that girl away from us." Yeah. So I gotta. My heart lies with Emily right now. Yeah, it does. Emily Gilmore is the greatest of the Gilmores. Like it, it is hard to watch. She is. No, it it is hard to watch. Them beat up on, and, and there will be points where you're like, "Oh come on, stop!" Like Lorelai is the punching bag sometimes. Yeah. She comes in and it's this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with you, this is wrong with your life. They do bring up the past a lot, um, so there is sometimes where you're like, "Oh my gosh, just stop!" You know, you want them to have it, you want them to have a nice dinner, and they do sometimes. It, it happens, but um, in this one, Richard said, "How's the motel?" 
And Lorelai said, it's the inn. But Emily defended her. Yeah, she she knows exactly her title. She said, she's the executive manager of it. And she sounded proud. Yeah. I mean, even if she was faking it, it was almost like, we can't both team up against her. Right. And it's like you could almost, like Emily was on the attack until Mm -hmm. Richard went on the attack. And then it was switch. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking a little bit more about what you said. Like maybe Richard was more hurt. You know, it's called the Gilmore Girls, which involves, which includes Emily. But yeah. I'm wondering how much Richard was hurt by it that we don't really talk about. I think he. I think he. He he's very sullen. Every time you see, well, you see him twice yeah. in this. He's sullen. Mm-hmm. He is not pleased at all to see his daughter. Yeah. He is quite upset. And and you'd think, well, hey, it's your daughter. You haven't you don't see her very often. Now she's back in your life on a regular basis. You'd be happy to see her, but mm-hmm. now you got to deal with it. And yeah. and sometimes it's easier dealing with it not seeing the person. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Oh, goodness. So uh thoughts on uh the overall creation of the show? From Amy Sherman Palladino. Thoughts on the overall show? Yeah. That's a huge question. <laughs> well, because oh the episode goodness. was... I, I And I'm going to drop this part in at mm-hmm. the very top. The episode was written and created by Amy Sherman Palladino and directed by Leslie Linka Glatter. So women at the top of this show across all chapters and in a period where that was not done. The early 2000s, well, in 2000, that was not done very often of having a woman creating the show, writing the show, and yeah. directing the show. So that's really neat. But um, any fun uh, trivia you have for this one? Um, well, I think it's known that Luke was supposed to be played by a woman. All right, you're going like to have the... to tell me more about that. <laughs> um, okay, so I think, how does the story go? It's... It's uh, Luke's name was supposed to be Daisy, I believe, and um, I don't know if they 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 tested it with a female or, or something like that. Um, but I guess it was just it was just too many too many women. Okay. Um, just too much of a female presence without like that male presence in there, so they changed um, it to Luke's instead of Daisy's. Um, and I think that comes up later too. Like there's, there's a joke in one episode, so we'll probably talk about it when it happens that, um, to make him mad, Lorelai called Luke Duke for like two years. Um, and that's kind of in reference to, to Daisy. Mm. So it was, you know, like Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. Right. So, um, there's that little bit of a, a joke, um, in a later episode, but, um, but yeah, so, uh, obviously that could have if you, you know, if you've watched this season at, or any of the episodes at all, that could definitely change okay. the trajectory of the show. I have more mm-hmm. IMDb trivia. The first one is something I was wondering. Cause I, in the scene in mm-hmm. the classroom where the teacher says, if you need to finish reading mm-hmm. the last couple of chapters, go ahead. If you've already read it, start on uh, your essay. And the uh, female um, students who are each pa- painting one nail a piece. I, I don't get that. Um, I don't get early 2000s stuff. I don't know if that's an early 2000s thing. I think they were just passing the 
nail polish mm. around because it would have been boring to watch one girl paint all of her nails. You know what? There Fa- wouldn't have been as much interaction. Fair enough. It says the girl who looks over Rory's shoulder and sees she is doing her homework is actually Jackie Maxwell, who also plays Summer, Tristan's girlfriend at Chilton in later episodes of season one. So I did recognize her from Chilton. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, It says the teacher in Rory's class is actually Crazy (laughs) Harry. Yeah. Luke's sister Liz's friend in later episodes. Yeah. Uh, But never is it mentioned that she's a teacher. This is weirdly Well, I mean, you don't really have to mention she's a teacher for her character to make sense. She's just kind of... Crazy. Crazy and all over Luke, so she could be a teacher. It's... And something you had told me yeah. uh, before we actually started watching okay. the episode, when it was just the credits uh, were up on screen, mm-hmm. Sookie was originally to be yes. played by Alex Borstein. However, Alex was unable to get out of a deal from another show, and mm-hmm. she plays Drella for a few episodes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why this one's listed as uh, trivia, but okay. Rory states she, she Rory states that she is stands five foot seven, which is the actual height of Alexis Blydell. I it's just like that's trivia what? I, you'll see like if we do this for every episode if you look at the trivia there's gonna because I've done this before you're gonna see <laughs> there's one trivia piece how many other Gilmore Girls podcasts are you doing no I just like to look at the trivia for fun this is a recreational I, activity I thought I thought this was special that this is no I know all the trivia you do with me <laughs> no no you'll see a lot of trivia be repeated especially um because if 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 any two people from the Gilmore girls have appeared on every any other show together mm-hmm. or just on any other show like um, the West Wing, for example, you'll sure. s- every time they appear in an episode together, that appears in the IMDb trivia, which is a little annoying. Um, and we could probably make some sort of game based on what trivia. I don't want to say drinking games. We, we don't should, really drink. We but... should totally make. We should totally make a coffee drinking game. A coffee drinking game. There you go. Um, which fits on, in with both mine and right on Dean's height. Okay. Uh, both mentioned on the show and on IMDb trivia. Um, they like to talk, talk about his height a lot. Um, but yeah, so that's what you'll find a lot when you look at the trivia. So speaking of which, I, I want to talk about Dean a little bit. Oh, you want to talk about Dean? Have to Did talk his about... voice sound weird to you? His voice sounded weird to me. Really? You're very into sound this episode. I am. Now I want to like yeah. watch it again. And I see. wrote a note down. Dean's voice sounds weird. I'm so sorry. I Dean's don't know voice what I meant. Weird I don't know what I meant by it. It just it's it. He didn't. It didn't sound like the voice of a 16 year old teenager. What did it sound like? It, I don't know. It just sounded weird. Okay. Well, <laughs> you think on that. Um, no. What I thought was, um, I I wrote down some notes too. Um, one thing that had always bothered me, I don't know why, probably because I don't like Jess that much, um, although watching it this time around, I like him a little, little better, um, but when Jess is trying to steal Rory away from Dean, or however you want to phrase quite that. A, quite a bit of time in the future. Yeah, yeah quite a bit of time in the future. Um one of the things you'll notice is that he he makes fun of Dean, um, kind of implying that he's stupid and doesn't yeah. read books. Um, and then Dean seems to fall on that, too. Like, he adores worry for liking books, but he's just not into it. And it's just funny to me because 
Dean does seem to start off as smart and he does notice her books. Like she, um, uh, they reference like a movie together, uh, Rosemary's baby. Like they Mm -hmm. reference the movie and the quote, um, and he knew exactly what it was. Knew exactly right what it away. was. Yeah, wasn't like confused about it or anything. And, you know, noticed exactly what book she was reading. So it wasn't that he just noticed that she read. He noticed the book she was reading. So to me, I don't know if I'm reading too much, reading too much into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it almost <laughs> insinuated that Dean was a reader too. And they were bonding over the books uh, together and then they kind of take that away from him later on in order so, to give it to Jess right in order to give it to Jess so it's like mm, because it wasn't I'm not really mm, I wasn't really a fan of Jess like I said they like him a little more but to me it was just it was Dean was never stupid yeah he was he was Dean you know he liked her for her love of he loved her for her love of books he that, loved that about her that feels like a very Lorelai or Rory comment he's Dean he's Dean he's just you know he's just he's Dean um he even adored like how, how, I forget how he worded it but just when how focused she was because like oh, he yeah. Said, yeah because she was so focused she didn't notice someone getting like pelted in the face with a football um and the blood everywhere and the, the blood school nurse coming out. yeah and that was something that caught his eye was that she stayed that focused um so i just i feel like it's interesting how his character changes a little bit to be like the stupid stock boy kind of idea mm-hmm. going into, um, which, you know, comes up a little bit later a lot with Tristan too. Um, you'll see the next love interest before Jess comes along. Love-ish interest before Jess comes along. Is but... Tristan the douchey kind of mm-hmm. guy at Chilton? Yes. Okay. He's like the pre-Jess. All right. With, he's like Jess with blonde hair. Okay. And money. Sure. You gotta have blonde hair and money. Right. If you go to Chilton. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Exactly. But yeah, so that was just my thoughts on Dean. So besides sounding weird, (laughs) any other thoughts on the Dean-Rory meeting, Dean-Rory relationship so far? It was certainly a a little meet-cute, and... (laughs) Right away, it led into a conflict between Rory and her mother, mm-hmm. which was the first. They, they, she says it their first fight, because Sookie's like mothers and daughters fight. That's just how it is, and it was that confusing because it's like, no, we don't disagree. Yeah. So, it, and it, it it seemed needlessly nasty on Rory's side. She was very petulant but she's a 16 year old she's a 16 year old she's not pregnant like Lorelai and not making all of her decisions right now based on that but and I thought the way Lorelai tried to end the fight was very cool very very open-minded parent and then it turned into I'm playing the parent card yeah you're going to Chilton and then she leaves and closes the door yeah she channeled her inner Emily yeah but I thought she did it in a really good way of like yeah. trying to get her daughter to open up in a really nice way. It's yeah. like, hey, I'm not going to make any judgment calls here. Just talk to me. Right. And in the end, they she starts getting her to talk to her. Yeah. 
over exactly. at uh, over at yeah. Luke's. By the way, Luke and Lorelai dig each other from moment one. Oh yeah. The look Lorelai has on her face in the very first moment she's in Luke's mm-hmm. holding her own personal cup. Yeah. <laughs> she brings her own. They don't keep that going later. No. No, but in this first episode, she and Rory both go to Luke's with their own oversized cups of coffee. Or cups for coffee. Right, right. And Luke judges her for drinking too much coffee. Always, yeah. But the look she has right away, you can like, you can interpret into, I want coffee and he's going to give me the coffee. Mm -hmm. But then how it comes back at the end of the episode where she says, you look really nice. And he's wearing a button down shirt and no hat. He says, yeah, I had a meeting at the bank. Banks like collars. right. And she laughed just almost a little too <laughs> friendly. Not just like, huh, eh, but oh my gosh, he's so funny, but not quite going right. that far. And the look he gives her and then like, oh, don't, Rory, don't be like your mother. And he just, then he shoots her this little side look and gives her a smile of like, oh no, it's okay if you be like your mother because I'm in love with your mother. But there, there's electricity there right away. Oh yeah, absolutely. And the thing that I notice is to to me, this is how it comes across, and I, I I think this is what they were going for, but Luke is into her, like you said, from moment one. I feel like on the other side, though, um, you'll see this later on, it's Lorelai is flirting for fun. Mm. Not that, and not that she doesn't have like feelings for him because you know he's a he's a big part of her life. Yeah. Um, he thinks of Rory as his own daughter. Um, you know he's he's always there for her. It seems to me though that to her it's more just like like that's Luke. He'll always be there. I can I'll just flirt with him and Luke's Luke's her way to feel better about herself. Uh, yeah, yeah, in a way. In a Way, you know, but she means it because she does have feelings for him, just not those feelings, obviously, until... So does, do, does that develop... I stuttered so much right there. That's okay. So does that develop later, or are those feelings there from the very beginning? Because the look she mm-hmm. has is, there's my guy. Well, and that, and that's the confusing part, too, because um, this does come up in a later episode, so we won't talk about it until we get there, but... The question is, will she literally date anyone but me? Kind mm. of idea. He doesn't say that. That's just a thought that's thrown out there. Of Even Shh. when there are moments where they are both single. And it doesn't happen. I'm wondering, is not dating Luke for so long, other than mm-hmm. just to keep going the will they or won't they mm-hmm. aspect for dramatic tension for the show, part of Lorelai's streak of being a little bit self-destructive oh absolutely yeah that's all she does i'm not gonna date luke because not even just like he's good for me but he's the one and so i can't date him oh yeah absolutely that could be it because she just she always hits the self-destruct button time Um, and again yeah except for a couple of things where she's very good and focused and is almost always does either the right thing or at the very least the understandable thing in terms of business um running the independence independence yeah running the independence in and then later 
in the series when she's going to get the dragonfly. Yeah, yeah. All right, I wanted, I, I wanted yeah. to make sure I was like, oh my god, a dragonfly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a dragonfly here, oh my god. Um, she's really focused and professional on that stuff across the board. Right, but I think... I'll, I'll say this time and again. I don't want to spoil like future episodes for you, but there's a, and she even makes a mark of it, but she doesn't open the Dragonfly Inn because she chose to. It's because the Independence Inn closes. Or burns, it burns down. It burns yeah. down. There we go. Yeah. And she even makes mark of it. She only does what she has to do. She says that. She, she, she got the job at the Independence Inn because she had to. So she even knows that about herself. She only does things when she, like, her hand is forced. So when she has to, for the survival of her and her child, yeah, she'll she'll do what she has to do and It's not just a survival thing, though. It's she excels when she has to. Oh, yeah. It's not even you do the right thing. She does the exceptional thing. Well, yeah. When her hand is forced. And that's what's great about the writing of the show is that everyone is so well developed. You can, you know, and they do it in a year in the life, but you could look at them as like a therapist and as the psychological way, you know, like what is going on that they, someone who's so focused will continue to self-destruct, but only feel like she can do things if she has to. But when she does them, she's great at it. So it's, it's that, it's the layer upon layer that you see for I think she Maybe not so secretly. I think she mm-hmm. outwardly wants a life of mediocrity. <laughs> she just wants to have. Just to be different? A normal life to an extent. Well, yeah, not, not to be. Not to stand above the crowd. Rich. Yeah. But then. When she puts her mind to something, yeah, her default becomes do it really well. I mean, she yeah. in in fifteen sixteen years of working at the Independence Inn, she went from maid to mm-hmm. the manager. Right. She worked her way up. She's very yeah. proud of herself for that. Yeah. She didn't have to do that. She could have stayed as a maid. Right. But something said you got to work your way up. There you go. Lorelai excels in spite of herself. <laughs> and that is something I very deeply connect to. Uh, oh no. <laughs> no, I I I I understand that trait. Mm-hmm. Of you get scared by uh the possibilities out there. Not necessarily the possibilities of failure, and that can be scary, yeah. but the possibilities of something succeeding. It's uh it's understandable from my point of view. Aww. Yeah. I think Luke is too. How so? Uh, Lorelai. Luke desperately wants to be with Lorelai. And then in later seasons, when he's with her, mm-hmm. yeah. he actively sabotages it yeah. for himself. And it's not just Lorelai sabotaging it, it's Luke. Yeah, that's true. Am I right on that? No, I, I think you are. Like I said before, there are moments where neither of them are seeing someone and it could be that moment where he goes up to her and asks her out or she asks him out, but because he's the pining one, maybe it should be him, but he doesn't and you actually watch him ask out someone else who he was nervous to and you're like, 
Well, you could have just went to Lorelei and done the same thing. Okay. You know, so, but it, it is that question of, I don't know. It's just what keeps them apart, I guess. I suppose. Yeah. Keeps the show interesting. Okay. So, <laughs> any final thoughts? Ah, uh, no. That was that was all my thoughts for the episode. All right. On a, do you want to do you want to rate the uh, episode? Okay. What what's our scale? One to ten. Okay. All right. And should should we give it a special uh, name or anything? Like, uh, how many cups of coffee are we giving? This <laughs> or or is it just a basic one star, two star? Oh, stars, hollow. Oh, I like so, it. Okay, so okay. Um, so how many stars? Of, oh, of it's so stars hard for me because I love them all. all right, how many cups of coffee are you gonna give this? No, I have to give it. I want to give it stars. You want to give um, it stars? I'm I, like I'm so split in my head now because I said both, and I'm like, oh, I love them both. Well, no, I I love all the shows I meant. So oh, it'd be okay. Hard. All right. Um. So it's, you know, obviously it's the pilot episode, so there are some differences where you're like, oh my God, please rearrange your living room back to normal. <laughs> um, um, I would say, so I have places to go. I'll give it an eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I know and, every and other episode is going to be above an eight because it only gets better. Oh, all right. Wow. <laughs> wow. We'll see. Okay. We'll see if I hold to that. Um. Yeah, having a lot less knowledge of the show. Okay. And like, I have just weird little bits and pieces okay. of stuff. I know things that happen, or I know that you're in the life, mm-hmm. um, but not knowing the show as a whole. Um, I'm going to say it was a pretty strong pilot episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a very good proof of concept, showing what the, stylistically, what a yeah. lot of the rest of the show is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, you promised me that the musical cues are going to get a lot better. Oh, Yeah. And so, I'll give it a, I'll give it a seven. Okay. I'll give this pilot episode a seven. All right. All right. And yeah, that's how, how okay. I feel about we'll that. We'll see where the ratings go from here. All right, and uh, let's uh, take a quick look at next week's episode. Okay. All right. So going back into IMDb, <laughs> uh, the list of the episode guide here. All right. Um, the Lorelei's first day at Chilton. Oh. Lorelei's plural. Remember, they're both named Lorelei. Yeah. Uh, Rory is technically Lorelei the third. And I guess. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> Lorelei um, wanted to name Lorelei. I mean, her baby after herself. Yeah. And it was a fem- feminism and Demerol. Yeah, feminism and Demerol. <laughs> so feminism run wild and Demerol. Um, so the Lorelei's first day at Chilton. Rory's first day at Chilton, where she has a confrontation with Paris. Emily tries to install an internet connection at Lorelai's house <laughs> without asking first. So you meet Kirk without meeting Kirk. Oh. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and we meet Paris Geller. Yeah, you meet her right away. She comes in right away. You don't have to wait very long for Paris. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's it for yeah. this week, the pilot uh, episode. The first real episode, episode number one of Stars Hollow Weekly. Uh, please go rate us five stars uh, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, random 
app. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and that's about it. Thanks for listening. Is there a fun? Is there a sign? <gasps> oh we no, do? we never came up with our sign off that we said we were gonna do. Oh man. Drink at least five cups of coffee and then do nervous tap dancing. No, the tap dancing is for stress relief. Stress relief tap dancing? <laughs> you know what? We have seven seasons to get through before that even happens, right? Oh, yeah, yeah that's here in the life. So. Yeah, so we have seven seasons to get through. We'll have to think of something. And okay. If we, and, and if we hold to this every week, <laughs> having an episode every week, yeah. uh, that's two seasons a year plus a little feed over time. But, yeah, so, okay, so, <laughs> let, let's just see, real quick, well, uh, let's I, see, how many episodes are there, half years, how many right? episodes are there of the Gil- Gilmore Girls, all right, there's a lot, yeah, uh, let's just ask, uh, hey Siri, how many episodes, oh, stop it, what well, was back right. in the day before there were, hey Siri, how many episodes are there of the Gilmore Girls, which one, <laughs> well, the the regular one, I'm not exactly sure. Please wait a moment and try again. That was weird, Siri. Fine, I'm not asking you any questions anymore. Yeah, we can. This is. Um, we could just cut this part. We can. We could just go straight to Google. No, because we were about ready to <laughs> sign off. So. I want to. I want to know. Okay. I want to know <laughs> how many. Well, it's roughly it's seven seasons, and there's about twenty-two. Gilmore. All right, or how seven. many episodes of Gilmore okay. Girls? Google, 153 episodes, oh so 153 weeks. <laughs> <laughs> if we do every, every single week, week, divided by 52. It's a little less than three years. Just under three years. Okay. All right, this is a three-year adventure. A three-year oh adventure. Yeah, so we'll finish this uh, in May of... Uh, 2020 will be one year, two years. May of 2022. Okay. All right. So sounds good. Yep. Let's meet back here, and then and then then we'll, we have to pick a part of year in the life. And pick a part of year in the life, but then we'll have to go <laughs> back and watch each episode again. Yeah, obviously. But l- compare and contrast with the original <gasps> episode of the podcast. This sounds fascinating. All right. So, is there anything that is said in? A lot of episodes. I don't know. I feel very on the spot off. right now. You are the on word the spot. coffee. Coffee said a lot. You know what? I'm gonna drink this coffee in honor of you. <laughs> that was weird. That was very weird. Okay. We'll think of something. All right, but Just you know, not right now. You know what? Drink your coffee, and uh, not too much. Don't drink five cups before you go see Luke. I think it's good advice. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye.